0: win to make the NCAA tournament. Sexton!
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome into the Not So Experts. My name is Avery Nelson, joined by my good friend and co-host Taylor Mooney. Taylor, it was. Uh, we come to you after the the Elite Eight games, the day after. Um, it the it, the journey did not end as we like we would have liked it to. Um, how are you feeling today? I guess after after this weekend. Um, I mean,
0: pretty frustrated initially when, you know, obviously Alabama just falls completely apart at the free throw line. Made me a little happier to see Michigan fall apart from the free throw line, but also really pissed me off that UCLA is in the Final Four now, because I don't think they're better than either of the three teams that they beat previously, so... I don't know. I think it's the best and the worst thing about March Madness. Uh, It sucks when you lose to an inferior team, but that's why it's, you know, I don't know. That's why they call it madness. And, I mean, good for UCLA, I guess. I don't even really know what to say because I hate watching them play. (laughs) I think think they set basketball back 20 minutes.
1: 20 years, I'm sorry. Not 20 minutes, 20 years. They definitely slow down the game for an extra 20 minutes minimum.
0: Yeah, I just I, – I hate watching it. Like, the Michigan-UCLA game was awful. Like it, It's like they just make it so ugly that you can't even – it's like your players are trying to end the damn game too. They're like, we don't ever want to do this ever again either. <laughs> like, we hate the sport now. And, yeah. I, you know, it is what it is. It's ugly. I don't think it's great for college basketball. But, alas, uh, Alabama lost. I still think it's a great season, but – I mean, obviously, just didn't end how you wanted it to. Um, but, again, I think the future's bright. And, overall, I think it's hard to have a negative view of what Alabama did in basketball this year. I mean, yeah, you, you shit the bed against UCLA, but, I mean, so did Michigan again. And, um, I mean, the first Sweet 16 in, what, 17 years? Uh, hard to be mad at that.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, it does. <laughs> It does haunt me a bit that we are now one and eight, I believe, in Sweet Sixteen games, or maybe we've won one in eight games, which, whichever it is. Yeah, we're one in seven. One in, one one in eight. In no, we're one in eight. We're one. Yeah, we're one in eight, one eight now, um, which is just haunted. Although I knew we'd only made one Elite Eight, but the fact that we've made that many Sweet Sixteens and have now failed in uh, eight of them is is frustrating and something that will haunt me for the for the future of my uh, adult life, really. Yeah, um, it's, it's almost
0: like Bama Hoops has the same, like, postseason uh, goof-ups that Georgia sports do. <laughs> it it's feels like, like, like that. It's
1: like, we're pretty good, but not that great. Like, uh, And I will say, and I mentioned this before the tournament, This NATO's had never been to a Sweet 16 that does tend to um, – be one of the key factors that uh, kind of indicates whether a team can make a run to the Elite Eight Final Four with that experience under his belt. And also, hopefully, um, with the new culture that everybody keeps talking about, and I think it is true, that he has built with not only the senior class, um, who we'll talk about in a minute, uh, but with the guys coming in and the, the younger guys on the team like Josh Primos and the guys like that, Um, hopefully that will give them the experience they need to, if they once they reach the Sweet 16 again, uh, be more solid. Because it really felt like a team that hadn't been there before. And, I mean, Michigan did the same thing, which is shocking for a team as experienced as Michigan. But the fact that we shot 11 of 25 from the free throw line, um, which is, I think, 25% below our normal free throw average on the season. uh, I I mean – I, you could say that was probably Alabama's worst free throw performance in the last two years. Yeah, I, I, I saw somebody did the math, and they said, can, like, uh, like, considering everybody's free throw percentage average, all the guys who shot free throws um, on Sunday night, considering all their averages, and I don't know, however you calculate that, uh, that is likely to happen 0.05% of the time. One in every 200 games that type of insane. free throw performance is going to happen. And then Michigan did the same thing. So really, I don't know what you what weird deity UCLA is praying to, but it's working. It's really yeah. working because it's not yeah. like they kept people off the free throw line. They didn't get to the free throw line as much as you would expect for a team that plays that ugly. Alabama did, Michigan did, and uh, it's one of those things. Both teams make the free throws. UCLA is not in the final four, but that's what it is, what it is. Uh, you can't, uh, really uh, account for that when you're preparing. I don't think we played the worst game we'd played all season. Um, we definitely didn't play the best, uh, which was, which was a shame against a very hot UCLA team, but you know, it's one of those things I feel, I felt sick watching basketball, uh, for the rest of the week. Like the elite eight games, uh, didn't really feel good about it. Mm -hmm. Um, and now I'm be honest, I, I didn't
0: really watch them until the end of the UCLA game. And I was like, well, of course.
1: I tuned in second half to see the, the, the end of that one. Um, but now I am, I believe, in sixth place in our bracket pool. I have a legitimate shot at second place if Gonzaga and Houston end up in the final and gonzaga wins i think if i've done my math correctly that places me in second place you on the other hand out of there you're gone i look forward to my case of beer it's been nice hey, it's been a pleasure
0: you can't see avery but he just looked at me and gave me the nato get the fuck off my court <laughs> uh, look uh he's taunting me i'm gonna have to buy him beer but the positive here is if I drink my whiskey uh, with with him drinking his beer, I'll get drunker faster. Uh, <laughs> that so, is Avery, true. so Avery is still losing. Yeah. I want that to be known. Avery's still losing, although he's winning this little battle.
1: I did, and if I finish second, I I just bought my Bonnaroo <laughs> ticket, so that's going to go a long way towards paying for most of my Bonnaroo tickets. <laughs> Isn't it exciting to like finally have some live stuff to look forward to? Oh, I am ecstatic! I obviously this is a music festival podcast. I could do a music festival music festival podcast on my own time, but like this line, just like looking at the lineup and thinking, like, I get to see Jason Isbell, Foo Fighters. Um, I I off the top of my head, I can't remember the lineup, but just those That's two gritty, alone, man, ecstatic, ecstatic, and just to be like you said at a live concert. Uh, I I cannot wait. I'm not even oh. like a huge fan of either, but
0: um I mean I think it'd be fun to go see him. I definitely oh, would yeah. go
1: see him, especially
0: now. Like sign me up, you know. You may as
1: well. Also, yeah. I would just a quick funny note about the Bonnaroo lineup. They originally had the baby slated and mm. then they swapped him with Lil' Baby. So they're just mm. like baby for baby. It's still a baby. You it's the same <sighs> thing. It's fine. I mean there's a, there's at least a
0: decent amount of people that won't even notice that, which is kind no. of funny because like we will because we listen to rap music, but like there's at least a sizable amount of people that'd be like, "Duh, baby, little baby, same same damn thing." Yeah, like, they must have that?
1: mistyped it the first time, and then yeah, uh, like,
0: yeah, just, just a simple person. typo. It's easy to fix
1: all your prom- promotional stuff though.
0: It's super easy.
1: Yeah, literally same spot. I Somebody had mentioned that they had dropped a baby. I said, no, he's still there, and I just misread it. I misread it, Natural and I know Blair who is. these people are. Um, that is super funny. But, yeah, so anyways, all that to be said, I, I am fingers crossed for Houston to pull off an upset against Baylor and also Gonzaga to truck UCLA because, quite frankly, I don't like Mick Cronin, and I'm sick of seeing his dad. I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, I am too. Uh, I mean, good for them, but also screw them. You know, it's like (laughs) I want want Gonzaga at this point to just wreck in the Final Four. Like, I want them to wreck UCLA, and I want them to wreck either Baylor or Houston. Like, I don't care. Get it over with. You know, one of my clients is a Gonzaga alum. That'll be something for us to talk about. Yeah, I don't have to, like, talk to her about, like, Auburn stuff. She doesn't like Auburn. It's fantastic. (laughs) <laughs> um i don't have to listen to auburn people talk about their final four run an hour lack That's of enough. a final four run uh, well. um and so one thing i will say when auburn fans bring that up i can say well at least we didn't falsely celebrate our damn elite eight birth like get out of here you clowns <laughs>
1: you clowns yeah um that would have well we don't really what celebrate do you- in the manner they celebrate uh no we you, don't did you see the gonzaga fans uh there's like a there's a tweet and I I, uh, I I i i struggle to find it. i'm going to try to drop it in the discord um but it was like gonzaga fans are being asked by the police to cooperate and not like flip cars or go too crazy and it's just like a crowd of college kids casually drinking in the street <laughs> have you seen this <laughs> It's yeah. the most tame scene I've ever like witnessed of like um like a team like dominating somebody to go to the final four. Um and they're just don't like all chilling in the they're street. Like, they're like, bro, we're not even drunk yet. Like you
0: don't even have to tell us about cars yet. We're not even that drunk.
1: Yeah. Like talk
0: to us in like talk to us in like three hours about the car flipping. Like
1: Yeah. Hold on, I'm I'm sending it to you right now. But it's like really funny because it's like uh they're not exactly lighting cars on fire, but Gonzaga's president is warning for students to comply. It's like a crowd of like a hundred kids. That's amazing. Like, they're not rioting, I promise. That is absolutely amazing. Oh, damn. It's really funny. You know, they.
0: what is the one like thing that you would do that's kind of risky if your team wins a championship? Like my thing, when Alabama won when we were in school, I
1: smashed a champagne bottle on the ground.
0: You know, was, was, that, like the, was
1: that after the Clemson game?
0: Yeah, it was after the Clemson game. We went outside. We didn't really need to I drink any. I remember that. Yeah, we didn't really need to drink any champagne, because obviously. And absolutely shook it up, uh, you know, let the fizz go everywhere and then smashed it on the ground, and then we walked to Galette's. But <laughs> I don't really
1: understand the flipping cars thing, to be honest with you. Like, why are you flipping somebody's car? You know, what's fascinating to me is I read an article back, God, uh, we must have been like 16 or 17. It was when the Canucks blew, I think it was a 3-0 lead, 3-1 lead in the Stanley Cup final to the Boston Bruins. And Vancouver rioted. And I, at the time, I didn't really have a grasp of of why people riot uh, or what, I didn't fully understand all of it. And so um, I was reading a Sports Illustrated article at the time about that riot and they mentioned that like 90% of sports riots are after the, your team wins. And I never even considered that. I was like, wait, people like flip cars and burn shit when they win. Yeah. And now yeah. I know It more. seems like
0: an, it seems like an anger thing to
1: me, you know, Absolutely.
0: like look at the Capitol people. Those people weren't happy. Uh, nope. You know, the, like the, the riots and stuff we had like over the summer, like those people are not happy. Like, riots here but i'm saying like i can like understand you're so mad that you did something but so happy that you commit a felony i don't get it
1: yeah it uh but when it comes to sports your your happiness turns
0: to rage yeah well during the um during the i guess during the iron bowl the kick six people burned stuff at the lofts
1: yeah, that makes sense. I've, I, I've, I had when we were in college. I saw a couple times where I would walk out of my apartment, <laughs> and the apartment next door just had a a bedroom door with a hole through it. Uh, That's, pretty of <laughs> That's pretty funny. Their apartment. That's pretty funny. Because if college, if college dudes love anything, they love punching holes through shitty doors and
0: drywall. <laughs> and drywall. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. No. Which-
0: I. I, I- I've seen both of those. Like again, like those kind of make sense. But the the car flipping, I've just been like, I don't know, that's a lot of work for like what? You know, like I don't know. Like I don't wanna that shit is heavy. I don't wanna hurt my damn back. Like I don't know. Yeah,
1: just gather in the streets and drink and, and like hang out. It's that was that was good enough for like us. now I
0: have now I have back pain and I'm in jail, like not great. Thanks,
1: <laughs> like and we but we
0: won. Like, I, don't know, I
1: slipped a crazy. disc, I'm in a jail cell, I flipped a uh,
0: 2,000 pound car, and now
1: my back hurts. I saw that coming, like oh shit. Um, well that, that was one hell of a tangent to be fair, but I would like to, I was gonna open with this, but uh. We didn't quite get to it. we jumped right into it. Uh, I would like to say if you guys do enjoy the podcast, make sure to subscribe. I've been meaning to say that, op- the open up episodes uh, so you don't miss an episode. We really appreciate it. Uh, and also I would like to give a shout out to one of our uh, one of our favorite fans, good friend of the pod, Sam, who left I the last after the last podcast, I said, I should check to see if there are any new five star reviews and we have 11 five star reviews. Just pretty and good. no, no zero star reviews. No zero star. Make sure to go leave us a five star review. Of course, Sam left a five star review with this comment: "Gods." That's all he I said. Mean, what else? What else do you need to even say? It's greatly appreciated, I mean, that covers, Sam.
0: That covers like everything. We're like all encompassing. We're fantastic. That's all you need to know.
1: We are. We are uh, the kings. The gods of sports talk. Radio slash podcasting, um, and I think that that review says it all. It, and that is proof, so you can't dispute that.
0: Next time Sam's in Birmingham,
1: I'll buy him dinner. We'll yeah, see. We'll yeah. see if that comes to fruition. I
0: got I got time for that because he's not going to be in Birmingham for a while, which is
1: great. <laughs> he's a busy man. Yeah,
0: but back uh, to back to basketball a little bit. The yeah. one positive, I guess, is that they got me all the way to baseball season.
1: That is true. Just about, if we would have lost last night, they would have basically gotten you there.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I had to wait three days for baseball season to start, or four days, I guess. Not too bad. I'll take it. Big shouts to Bama Hoops. Um, going back, I, I guess I kind of want to go back to Bama Hoops. Obviously, we lost this year, whatever. Um, great run, great team. But... A lot of people seem to think like this is just the beginning. And, and I'm one of those. I think the cupboard is definitely not there. And we're adding a lot of talent next year um, in with multiple other guys that could also be on the team. Obviously, Nate, you know, likes the transfer portal, which I, if you're not in the transfer portal in basketball at this point, like you're doing shit wrong, um, unless you're Calipari. Um, but you know, Alabama's in with a number of super talented guys. And, I mean, if, if Alabama lands one or two of them, on paper, Alabama's going to be more talented than, than this team. I mean, which is which is crazy to think about.
1: Well, if you look at just the guys coming in, guys getting healthy, you have Alex Chiku coming uh, back into the fold uh, who was expected to be developmental but a, a, a very much a factor within this team. Yeah. Josh Primo's back, and he'll be better. He's, I mean, he was like, the kid could barely drive when he walked on campus. Uh, So he'll be better, obviously. And he started to come into his own later in the season. Um, You have J.D. Davidson. Davidson?
0: Yeah, Davidson. Yeah. Uh, And that's an easy thing to miss, because I thought, like, I've been watching this kid for a couple years, and I was like, J.D. Davidson. Uh, But, you know, I guess about, Six eight months ago, I was like, "Wait, there's no D. It's
1: just an yeah. S." <laughs> yeah, It's uh, it's just you. It's something, and it's like, did you see the Najee interview uh, yesterday? I believe. Yeah. Um, uh, he had a he had a great interview with one of the NFL Network guys about just the pro day as a whole, and he opened <laughs> with the fact that a lot of commentators call him Najee. Yeah, and he said, an "Man, e, it's not hard. It's an EE. Where are they coming up with these letters?" And uh, the guy interviewing him was like, "Oh, yeah. Well, we, you know, we need to clear this up because you'll be, a lot, you'll have a lot of guys calling your name on Sundays." And he said, "Man, they're old too. They're gonna mess it up too." <laughs> <laughs> uh, which was, was a great is, interview, like, but we it matters.
0: In, we were in broadcasting, like they have phonetics on the media guides. Like you, sh- if you're a media person. You should not be out here, like mispronouncing people's names. Like it's a no, very easy thing to if do. It's even really if they hard. Have a complicated name. Ask the SID man. It's not yeah. hard. And listen to Saban. Has Sabin ever called Najee Harris Naje?
1: No, never. Because it's like, it's very it's it just you spell it out. It's that one's easy. That one gets me. And it's like the same thing with Davison. Just one of those things. You look at the name. I tell you what. When I commentated women's soccer, we had a lot of nas- international players from, like, the – net. I think we had a couple players from the Netherlands, Ooh, and those fine. those are toughies. You don't have
0: anybody in the Netherlands playing football or basketball there. Like... No,
1: no, no, no. That's what I'm saying is, like, generally speaking, you're going to have a much easier time calling football or basketball games than you are uh, soccer games. Soccer games get a little sticky and you're like pregame you're cuz you're saying it all in the moment I kind of get it but also with a name like Naji it's just so easy um, yeah so long all that to say it's Davison and we should we should get it right like there's no excuse to not get it right it's very easy and he's absolutely nasty i watched his senior mixtape uh, he's going to
0: embarrass quite a few people next year in my opinion i like he's one of the best dunkers in college and high school basketball. Um, I imagine next year, I mean, he's a projected lottery pick. Um, He's probably going to be one of the best dunkers in college. And with the guys that Alabama is going to surround him with, um, I think it's going to be hard for the team not to be close to as good as they are this year. I mean, will they win the league? Who knows? Um, But with guys who've won the league before, they have a lot of experience. I think there's a good shot. The, the, they'll at least compete.
1: Yeah, so absolutely. And, and like you said, a lot of like I've been seeing uh, on Twitter, I haven't actually looked into the players, but I've been seeing on Twitter a couple of guys have that have entered the portal um, have had Alabama on. There's, there's that kid from Florida who has like every sc- D1 school in the country on his list at the moment. Yeah. Um, and then I forget the – I want to say the other one's like uh, he's from Providence or something. Yeah,
0: the well Alabama's thing is in my you know, from my, you know, observation is that like Alabama really doesn't have a ton of spots open after um you know this class comes in. Like maybe Alabama can free up one or two spots, but they're going after six or seven guys. I think it's way easier to back off of a guy if he wants to come to Alabama. It's way easier to back off than it is to play catch up. in recruiting so you know and and that's a little bit of a different perspective that that nato takes than previous alabama coaches have taken and i like it because then you get your you know kind of your pick of the litter in terms of we've talked to seven of these dudes you know four you know maybe you know seven or eight guys you know maybe four of them want to legit come here let's take the best two it's a numbers game i mean it, it really is a numbers game and you know, it looks like Nate kind of manipulates it like Saban does, in the sense that if you can upgrade your roster, you always take that player, and then you figure out how to make the numbers fit after that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And it's um, I think that's a testament to he's he's very good at building rosters because we were a pretty deep team this season. Um, which one of the things that really pisses me off about UCLA is they're like six deep.
0: Um, yeah. Yeah,
1: but we we were very a very deep team, especially considering Alabama teams of the past. And so I think, like you said, it's just like building up that roster. And then, like, I think he's very good at getting guys to buy in to the team as a whole instead of being like, "Oh, I'm not getting enough minutes." Like Alex Reese takes a step back his senior year. Shout out to Alex Reese, by the way, for giving me any shred of hope with that clutch three. I know he missed the two free throws. It do, I don't care. I For for me, Alex Reese, all-time legend, great player. He will always be remembered um, very fondly. I don't, know about,
0: I don't know about great player. That was a great moment. And he actually
1: had a really good tournament. Yeah. Well, I mean – After shooting like shit all
0: year. I'm not he saying he's like the
1: best tournament. like four Alabama ever had or whatever, five, whatever whatever played at the time.
0: I'll, yeah, I'll definitely remember Alex Reese. Yeah. He submitted his legacy, in my opinion, by making that shot. I mean, that yeah. was a crazy shot. LeBron tweeted about that shot.
1: LeBron. It was awesome, especially after uh, that, that day somebody had dropped an article and mentioned his, his public intoxication, like, charge, yeah, which was absolutely. insane. Um, like, college kid does college thing. Like, get out of town. Oh, you right? you had a list of th- – it's not like he was even, like, making a list of 12 things and he was like, oh, shit, I need, uh, was, I need number 11.
0: Yeah, it was like three things you need to know about Alex Reese. And number two is he got arrested. Like, first of all, I completely forgot he even got arrested. Cause it doesn't matter. No. He didn't he didn't Aaron Hernandez somebody. He got drunk and was walking around. Whoopity do da day. Like, get out of here.
1: And it was tied sports, which was pretty surprising. Yeah, it was trash. But I was I was very happy from especially being injured that whole game to hit that three and um Disappointing we couldn't do anything in overtime. God no. knows what happened there. But
0: I'm already I'm already way too optimistic about next year to be honest. Next year me.
1: looks very good. I think, like you said, we should be I it's tough because with with how Herb played the season as SEC player of the year, you're like, Well, are we gonna be more talented? But I think I think we may be. Um Yeah. You know, I mean, so. if you think about it.
0: Um, you know, I understand that Alabama is losing probably the most decorated senior class in school history. Probably, I mean, in a very Alabama, long time for sure. I mean, this senior class won the SEC tournament, won the SEC regular season tournament, had Defensive Player of the Year, multiple all league players, and also, the, the player of the year and the coach of the year. I mean, obviously, the coach is different with the senior class. But it, it, the blend of guys that have already played that will be coming back, you have Quinterly, you have Keon Ellis, you have Primo, you have Shackelford. Um, plus, maybe you get one of these two transfer guys in. Um, I think it has the mix for another dangerous team
1: absolutely dude I... and, and
0: super deep too i mean super deep from a depth perspective i mean i don't know it's played a lot of guys this year and i think that's going to benefit alabama next year when we are breaking in some new pieces i think there's numerous guys that have played a lot of basketball that could be leaders for the team which is in my opinion the one thing that alabama doesn't have going into next year that we knew they had this year
1: yeah yeah it's um It's very promising in that I feel like going – like you said, going into the season, the new pieces that we have coming in, Like I feel like J.D. Davidson will most likely have a shot at uh, hitting the ground running. But besides that, we have other guys who can step up uh, with experience now, big game experience, um, and contribute straight out the gate so that hopefully – we don't have a start to the season like we did this season and this team will be able there will be more buy in because there will be more guys that were bought in this season and that will uh feed into uh some of the younger guys um as well as the guys who are already there uh or transferring in rather so i don't know it seems like uh it seems like maybe alabama basketball is making a turn for the better uh which is promising um yeah, all, all we could ask for this season, even though we lost to, you know, 11 seed, huge upset. It's like we won the SEC regular season and tournament titles, uh, had a pretty good run in the Sibley tournament, Sweet 16s, nothing to sneeze at, um, and we lost the team who went to the Final Four, whether or not they deserved it, whatever, it doesn't matter. Uh, overall, just uh, an amazing season. Hopefully, a sign of things to come because, you know, I think everybody's pretty high on Nate Oates. And, what What kind of system he runs, as far as it being the future of college basketball? Um, which I think is true. So look, man, yeah, I mean, we're not the only
0: people that are saying this shit. Like there no. are like there are, again, like unbiased national media members that are like, "Hey, he's got the ball rolling. like we think it's something big here. And Alabama is a is kind of a quote, upstart. I guess, basketball program. Like not a lot of people really know that Alabama has been to, you know, nine sweet 16s, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Um, but Alabama's a, a school that has literally every resource you need to be an elite program. Um, I think Nate sees it and it, it appears that he has kind of a local, maybe a sleeping giant, but, but we'll see.
1: Yeah. Uh, fingers crossed. I, I like where this program's heading, for sure, which is more than I could have said uh, during, I think, any other coaches. um, You're a
0: pessimist when it comes to Bama Hoops, and now you're very optimistic, and I think that says a lot. And I think a lot of people were in your boat because Alabama fans have been burned a lot. Like, how many times have we sat here and said, like, Alabama could be a really good team this year. The talent is there. You know, like, Alabama has beaten – you know, top of the league teams for the past five to seven years, but has not been able to completely put it together because the depth and the consistency hasn't been there. So I don't know. It, you know, it, it seems like depth and consistency is there. the The offense is there. Um, should be really fun to watch.
1: Yeah, definitely. It's and now, like I said before, it it comes down to it being a culture thing, um, and I think that. That's the difference between this team and future teams versus uh, teams in the past where um, they're they're capable of imagining, not imagine, they know they can win. And when you know you can win, that changes your mentality going into games, uh, going into second halves of tough games um, and things along those lines. So they know they got it in them. Now it's just a matter of putting all the pieces together and making – a proper run in the NCAA tournament, which is what I'll be looking for next season, as well as maybe another SEC title because there's no reason why not. Um, yeah, absolutely, hundred you know? percent. So that but was uh, that was the because, season, uh, the hell of a season. That's a wrap on it, and I guess uh, we'll we'll be looking forward to the next season. Come, I don't know what se- September. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Um, so unless there, are, of course, any news about transfers or things along those lines come up,
0: one of the one of the craziest things about this basketball season is like I've been on the boards a lot. Not really that many people talking about spring football. I mean, that tells you a lot because Alabama's uh, basketball fan or Alabama's football fans are, I mean, let's be honest, they're absurd. I mean, they're absurd yeah. people. Like I'm an absurd person. Um, it's 24-7, 365 Alabama football, and it hasn't been lately. Um, But it's it's nice to kind of get back in that gear and kind of ease into spring practice because really there hasn't been a whole lot happening. But in my opinion, if you're Alabama and you don't hear any, any like, news news this time of year, in my opinion, that's great because it's usually so-and-so got arrested or so-and-so got hurt.
1: Yeah, or, you know, uh, people on the board arguing about who's going to be the starting quarterback.
0: Yeah, which is an absurd, absurd thing to argue about right now because a, I don't even think it's arguable that that Bryce jo- or Bryce Jones, Bryce Young is going to be the starting quarterback. I mean, we've said this until we're blue in the face. We said it last year. You know, um, Bryce Young steps on campus, he's immediately the backup. No disrespect to Paul Tyson. But what is that t- – it says a lot more about Bryce Young, in my opinion, than it does about Paul Tyson. Like, I don't think Paul Tyson sucks. Yeah. He clearly, he clearly doesn't suck. He wouldn't be at Alabama if he sucked. But Bryce Young is clearly a really, really, really good player. Um, and he's distanced himself, save and and in practice. And I think that's a good thing. I know a lot of people like competition. And, like, competition does make you better. But Bryce Young doesn't really seem like the dude that is motivated by somebody else, you know, just kind of being on his ass. You know, from all the interviews and stuff and and all the pieces that I've read about him, I mean, he seems like he's super smart. The dude called his own plays in high school. Like, if he comes to Alabama and starts struggling and and we're hearing about Paul Tyson, to be honest, I'd be a little concerned, but – you know, to hear that, that Bryce has has kind of pulled away a little bit is is pretty encouraging, and um, I don't know. It's more of kind of let's wait and see who kind of fills in and, and what early enrollees are going to make an impact is really what I'm looking for this spring, and, and no injuries, hopefully.
1: Yeah, fingers crossed on injuries. Uh, we are only six days into spring practice. Yeah. So, you know, like you said, there hasn't been much to come out of it. Uh, we did have pro day uh mac jones had fun at pro day which was lovely uh with the triple option uh t- touchdown catch i suppose pretty funny pretty uh, which funny. Najee, Najee mentioned in that interview and he said at last play of practiced the day before pro day mac was like oh yeah let's let's like practice it and then Najee was like why and then they did it and then the last day or last play of pro day uh mac was like yeah we're gonna run that one we did yesterday and Najee was like are you serious <laughs> That's so funny. To be honest, like, Mac Jones is shooting up the draft boards, which I think
0: is awesome, you know? Like, I love me some Mac Jones. I told people he was really, really good, you know, after the iron Bowl, like, this dude can swing the football. Like, he's nasty. He's going to torch people this year. Yeah. And lo and behold, nearly won the Heisman. Um, uh-huh. Didn't think he was that good, but, I mean, damn. Uh, but but the thing is with Mac, his floor is so high. Like you know, you're getting a really really smart quarterback with a um, you know with a good um, with a good arm. Yeah, and I don't know.
1: It's and I, I think it's gotta... like very obvious, which is something um, I guess it's hard to say about a lot of players because a lot of players don't have the kind of attention that Mac Jones got um but it's very obvious that like he's a great influence in the locker room everybody he's played with has had nothing but great things to say about him Cole Kublick was tweeting about uh just his body language and the stuff he was doing at pro day he threw a pass I forget who it was he threw a pass to somebody they dropped it and he immediately ran up and started talking to him and encouraging them um like right after like it's like very obvious that like just as a person, he's a great addition to a locker room, and I think that's huge in in a NFL setting. I think the only other person I could say that about uh, would be Jalen Hurts about how obvious it was uh, that he was a he was a great leader and a great uh, person for like locker room morale and everything like that. So um, yeah, uh, Mac Jones uh, on top of all of his ability and his work ethic which I think is something that's huge because he was not that – he was not a Heisman finalist quarterback when he walked on campus. I don't think anybody yeah. would argue that. Um, although I was always pulling for Mac to let, let, let Mac sling it. So I was always, I was always on board. Uh, but, yeah, anyways. So Actually, sorry,
0: for the, sorry for the awkward encounter. I forgot to log into this uh, webinar thing I was supposed to do about 10 minutes ago. So now I am uh... –
1: Now I'm on the webinar. (laughs) Okay, so you're in a webinar as well as. Do we need to shut this down? No,
0: I'm good. We're good. All right. Well, it's a webinar. I've sat in multiple times. Um, They're just making us sit in it, and so I'm. I'm muted on the. uh, You know, I'm muted with no camera showing. Yeah. Um, So I'm. I'm paying a lot of attention.
1: Okay, well, that's good. I'm glad I'm glad we got that sorted. We were almost there, too. I think we only have about 10 minutes left uh, or so. Um, but I guess uh, my question to you would be, is there anything you're looking for? To, and like you said, there's only so much to glean from spring practice, but is there, is there anything you're looking to see specifically in the coming weeks out of spring practice or anything you're keeping an eye on? So
0: defensively, the position that, I think everybody is looking at is the one cornerback spot that's open. Um, it looks like you know some of the older guys like Jalen Armour Davis, you know, are, are taking the one reps there. But you know, I think the more JaQuincy McKinstry, you know, kind of keeps catching on to things, and the more the faster he can learn, I think he can factor in. I think there's multiple guys, maybe Ronald Williams. There's multiple guys that can factor in to that. You know, corner spot, that last corner spot, really, that and that inside linebacker spot that Dylan Moses vacated are really the only spots that are up for grabs. you know, and, and unless somebody just absolutely you know steals it from steals you know somebody else's spot, um, which I don't really see happening. Um, and then offensively, I'm gonna look at the receivers in the o line. You know, quarterback, not overly worried about offensive line, really not super worried about the offensive line either, mostly because I think there's a lot of talented guys, you know, in the offensive line room. It's just a matter of which, you know, three or four guys emerge that we haven't really heard about a whole lot up until now. Um which guys, you know, really come in and, and take charge and, and take the last, I guess, two spots that are available. Uh, and then receiver, I think, is kind of a crapshoot. I really don't even know who is going to emerge um, from the receiver spot, which is – and I think that's probably going to be the one to watch that that's actually entertaining. Um, you know, who emerges for Bryce Young? Um, and I think that's going to dictate a lot of how – Alabama performs this year? Like, what receivers, you know, step up and are they able to step up and be elite? Because everybody knows what Alabama's losing.
1: Yeah. I mean, Heisman trophy winning wide receiver, which obviously very rare. Um, you obviously got guys. All right, rolltad.com. Um, you obviously trying to shut down my ad blocker. What's that? No, thanks, uh, guys. You obviously got guys um, returning that played a pretty significant role at wide receiver as far as uh, John Mechie um being, I guess the key one, uh, although he's not currently participating in spring practice if if I read that correctly. Um, due to injury, what which I'm assuming is a carryover from last season. There's a number of guys that are that
0: are out due to like injuries that they. I mean, you know, they're they're just kind of rehabbing through the spring. Like, Malachi Moore is one of them. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't necessarily think that guys that have played a ton of football, like, this, they already have their spots somewhat locked up. I mean, like, who's who's beating out Malachi Moore? Yeah. Who is beating out John Metchey? He had a 1,000-yard season basically last year. He – like, their spots are locked up.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Um,
0: so, I don't know. There's a number of veterans sitting out. I think it's a great opportunity for some of these younger dudes to show what they can do, and Alabama has to build depth at receiver. Like, we know everybody is really, really, you know, highly touted. You know, obviously, like, four of the top nine are coming in. A couple of those guys are going to have to be elite if Alabama wants to get back to the national, national title, um, you know, next year, and, I think Georgia losing George Pickens really – I mean, this sounds bad, but I think it helps Alabama in the sense that, you know, last year I said that Clemson losing um, Justin Ross would cost them a national title. Uh, I think that George Pickens is that big of a loss for Georgia. So, you know, whatever Alabama can get out of this receiver position, I think you got to find one or two guys that are able to be elite immediately. So I, I know I'm kind of putting you on the spot here, but what two – receivers are you looking at to to maybe take that step because like I said I think Alabama needs two to to have a really really good offense um what two are you looking at that maybe we haven't seen kind of
1: emerge okay guys? so we're ignoring entirely John Mechie
0: yeah Mechie and Billingsley
1: so two besides
0: okay. those two guys
1: okay uh, I guess the first one uh right off the bat would be um, Ty Jones-Bell, with his experience he gained last season, he, he got a year under his belt. In, well, I'd say in the system. We now have a new offensive system, although I, it'll, I'd it'll, i imagine it'll have some resemblance to last year's. I can't imagine we're going totally in the opposite direction. Right. Um, so I'd imagine with his experience uh, and all the talent he had coming in, I, I don't think there's any doubt that he has the talent. It's just a matter of putting it all together. Um, right. I think that's that's it, I guess kind of the easy pick, uh for me at least in, in my mind. And then uh I guess also looking at all the guys who came in this past recruiting class, uh Christian Leary uh really stood out to me watching his team. And he, he, he's an early enrollee too. Yeah, yeah. So uh does th- the size five ten, maybe, but also I mean, how big how tall is Jalen Waddell?
0: Uh, like, like five nine, five ten, and he yeah. can run like a million miles an hour. He runs like a damn cheetah. Right,
1: he's in the same. He's in the same mold as Jalen Waddle. Obviously, to expect him to play similarly, Jalen Waddle is a stretch, especially his freshman season. But it's not out of the realm of possibility for him. No. He's got all the talent. He's got the physical uh traits that would make him perfect for how Alabama's offense has functioned in recent years in terms of a guy who has all the physical talent in the world being able to be moved around the field and used in different uh, ways. So I could definitely see him having an expanded role this season, especially as an early enrollee.
0: I like it. I think I'm going to go – I'm going to give you three guys. I'm going to cheat a little bit because I think Javon Baker – Javon Baker played enough last year to show you like he's like maybe the next guy. That they're going to okay. look to, um, but as far as freshmen slash guys that have pretty much not played at all, I think two of them are going to come from this class. I think it's, I think Ajayi Hall is he's got speed, he's got size, and, and he's six what six two six three is six
1: three. He listed yeah. Six three, 195.
0: Yeah, six three. He he and Jacory Brooks both have a different dimension than pretty much every other Alabama player. So I would say, like, one of those two guys. And then I love JoJo Earl, but he's not getting to Tuscaloosa until the summer. So I think I'm going to go Christian Leary, too. I mean, he's got blazing speed. I think Nick Saban likes that Alabama in the, in the past couple of years has had receivers that are different, and you can use them in different ways and attack defenses in different ways. And I think that's kind of the same mold that he's going with here. You, you'd have Mechie, you'd have Billingsley, you'd have Jai Hall, and you'd have Leary. I don't know. I, I think that's lethal, and, and they're all different, and you got to defend them differently. Um, I think that'd be really fun to watch.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'm very excited to see. I mean, all the guys like Ajay Hall, Ja'Cory uh, Brooks, like uh, all the guys coming in the season, Christian Leary, I'm very excited to see them because I think they will, especially with how this wide receiver uh, group has shaken out, they'll get their chance at some point or another uh, throughout the season. Um, I think
0: it's very wide open at this point. I mean, because Alabama really, I mean, outside of John Mechie, who else do you got that's established,
1: you know? Yeah, I mean, Um, if Slade Bolton can put it together, well, Slade show. Yeah. Yeah, I I do love screaming Slade show at my TV. So if you could put it together, I would be a happy man. Yeah, but I'm not other than that, that I, yeah, like I you said,
0: agree.
1: not not that much production returning at that position. And considering, I mean, the offensive line has a lot of talent uh, still there, but you you are losing uh, uh, some guys from probably the best offensive line Nick Saban's ever had. That probably will be another one. But with the guys coming in. You struggle to say, oh, well, this is a problem area um, necessarily. Uh, yeah.
0: It's more of, in my opinion, with Alabama's issue, not issues, but with Alabama's question marks, I don't think it's, it's really, you know, Alabama is in trouble here. It's which guy is going to come in and, and fill that void. Cause I think there's plenty of talent at every single position that Alabama has a question mark at.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, it's, uh best kicker in the country. We got that going for us. Yeah, yeah.
0: Don't not even thinking about kicker, dude. <laughs> not even thinking about it. Punter. <laughs> I we still have no punter.
1: God, if we could just no, get did we recruit any punters? Do we we don't have a single new no, punter, do we? No,
0: no new punters. Oh, We're Nick. like, fuck it, let's just not punt again like we did last year.
1: Is Charlie Scott still with us? Uh no,
0: he graduated. I don't even know who the punter is, man. I do not I religiously keep up with Alabama football and do not know who the punter is going to be. I don't even know if Saban knows who the punter is going to be. He's like, shit, I forgot about punter. I got all these receivers. I got all these receivers, so we just don't have to punt.
1: The man What if? It. What if Saban? Have you? You've heard of this guy who coaches in like uh, I forget where, and he, he the high school coach who only get, Texas. He, goes he for doesn't it. punt. He doesn't yeah. punt. Yeah, 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 he had to. He had to coach his quarterback on the sideline one time because he was on like a fourth and thirty-five, and he was like, "Here's how you pooch punt," because he was Amazing. like, well, "We got to punt." What if Saban's just like, you know what? We don't need a punter. Saban's gonna be like, "Look, did y'all watch 2020? It was really great when we just didn't punt. Like, why? Why would we punt?
0: I mean, we went know, for a lot of fourth downs,
1: very successful. Maybe that's it. I mean." Really? And, I don't and know. Truly,
0: Alabama did. I mean, I don't know. I, you know,
1: whatever. I guess we'll see. It's, I mean, also, I'm looking at the punters right now. We have a kid from McGill-Tulin as a I, – I swear to God, if he's our punter, I will be fuming.
0: i to be honest, I already don't like the kid.
1: I know um, nothing then, about him.
0: I got a beef with this 19-year-old already, man.
1: He's a junior. <laughs> I've never – he's been apparently uh, – been sitting if around not, for two years well
0: he's not very good if he's been on the team for two years let's just be honest like i mean because the punter
1: position i mean good lord yeah not ideal but uh not everybody a fan was
0: of... for, everybody was shouting for ty perrine after he
1: booted a couple like
0: 40 something yarders like you know in 20 i guess i was in 2019 uh, he, yeah. he booted some like you know 40 50 yarders and in 2020 it's like we have Charlie
1: Scott. He's awful, and we don't even see Ty Perine. It's like, well, well, okay, I guess. Saban talked about it in that season, and obviously uh, this is, like, way in the past. But he mentioned because he was – Ty Perine was, like, on and off playing. And yeah. uh, Saban mentioned, like, he's just not consistent enough. And then I think it kind of showed through eventually. I don't remember what game exactly. But um, he could boom him, but he's just – he can't boom can't him consistently. Do anything else. So, I mean, when you can't do that, like, it, it it's not going to work. Uh, Will, record, we got to keep healthy so he can't punt. So, I don't know. That's what, like maybe the, we, maybe just that's like
0: the it. one position I just got no idea at.
1: I don't know. Charlie Scott is on the roster. I'm looking at it right now. I don't, oh. I, I swear he grad. I, I swear he's gone though, but I swear well.
0: he was on the senior, like, I swear he was on the field for the senior day.
1: Yeah. I, th- I thought he had to go for, I thought he had to go to the Air Force.
0: Maybe he has a COVID year. I don't I don't know.
1: But fingers, hey, fingers I'll, crossed we'll he got some, a COVID year. We'll do some
0: investigative journalism, big J journalism on the pod. We'll do yeah. some digging and figure out the Alabama punter
1: situation. Yeah. So I mean that's that's where we're at with spring practice. It's we're we're ecstatic to know what's up with the punter position. Coach, have you even thought about punting the ball this year? I need somebody <laughs> to ask him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, I think Saban would love getting into the weeds about uh, special teams. Uh, Um, He would. I don't
0: want to hear that shit because I, quite frankly, don't care.
1: I kind of want to hear it just because now I'm curious. But I guess, I guess we'll, hey, we got, we're only a week into spring practice. We got plenty of time for some poor reporter to get bored and ask about the punter situation. Yeah, absolutely. Fingers crossed. But uh, I guess that's about our time. You obviously need to be in a webinar. Um, no, it's so... over now. Fantastic. Oh, my God. That took like five seconds. Yeah, it was pretty dumb. All right. Well, we are recording this on your I hope my
0: doesn't listen to this.
1: <laughs> yeah, I hope so, too. <laughs> um, we'll go ahead and... Uh cut this off unless there's anything else you'd like to add spring practice, Alabama basketball, anything like that. Um, No, I just, I
0: really hope that uh, some random guy doesn't walk in my apartment again. I actually, I was going to say this at the start of the pod. Um, I was talking to my boss earlier and this guy walks in and he said, Hey, we're here to move furniture. And I was like, what man, excuse me. Like I was on the phone with my boss. This dude has a key and he's just standing in my, in my kitchen. And I was like, what the hell's going on? And he was like, oh, I'm at the wrong apartment. I had my door unlocked. And this guy just walks in my apartment, staying in my kitchen when I walk uh, in my office.
1: So well, that is, uh, that's terrifying. I
0: door, yeah, I locked my door. Hopefully no more strangers walk in here and, and hopefully they get everything moved uh, without making any more noise because it's being pretty ridiculous.
1: That's, that is, ups- I did that once walking into your apartment. Actually to record an episode of this podcast, back in college, I went yeah. up. I was on my phone in the elevator. Went up an extra floor, walked into the <laughs> the apartment above yours. Um, there was a man it, sitting on his couch in the dark uh, with some, let's just say, extracurriculars. Uh, and he kind of looked at me. I was like, "Oh, I'm so sh- wrong room, man, wrong room." And he he looked at me. And goes, "You want any man?" <sighs> And I I was like, I I that is very kind. I have I have places to be, but I really appreciate that you are so kind about me walking into your apartment unannounced.
0: You made it all the way to this guy's couch and he was like, he must know me, you know,
1: like he must he must Oh have no, I stopped as soon as I walked into a smoky apartment that was dark. And I was like, This is clearly not Taylor's apartment. That's hilarious. It looked nothing like yours, and I was like, oh, wrong right. – yeah, no, wrong form. So sorry. The guy was, like, very nice. He was like, hey, man, you want to come hang out? I was like, what? <laughs> I don't know. That's weird. Know. <laughs> I think I I'm going to go.
0: Yeah, it was
1: hopefully, –
0: hopefully we don't have any randos walking in our places today.
1: No, yeah, I lock my door all the time. That's just a habit of mine. So, you, you, I, do my place.
0: I do know, shit. Uh, I do know, man. Hang on. Right.
1: Yeah. Anyway, so I guess that is that is a perfect place to leave off. Um, I guess uh, next next time we're back uh, sh- next week, and we'll if we don't have any, well, you know, we'll probably talk. Fine. And oh my gosh, <laughs> March Madden is final. Um, hope maybe some more spring practice news, and we'll we'll find some stories around the the world to to chat about uh, just to Absolutely. It. Cause it'll be also baseball. I'll let you talk baseball. We'll have time. You can talk baseball.
0: Yeah. I'll, I'll get on. I'll, I'll convince you that the Braves are winning the world series this year next week. I,
1: you will convince me and I will, I will bet on it immediately. And then I'll, I'll curse you in about, I don't know what, six months. Yep. Awesome. Perfect. Well, that sounds like a blast. I can't wait. Uh, if you guys enjoyed listening to the podcast, uh, feel free to, like I said at the beginning of the episode, subscribe so you don't miss an episode, or leave a five-star review because we only have eleven, and I promise we have more than I know we have more than a lesson eleven listeners. So, oh, way you enjoyed 11, it, dude, what the hell? Go review this thing. Go, go, just drop on whatever platform you listen on. If you can leave a five-star review, go do it. If you want to leave a comment, we may shout you out because uh, it's greatly appreciated. So, uh, make sure to do that. Uh, if you want to. Follow us on social medias. You can at not so experts. I'm actually looking into figuring out a little bit of video content for the Instagram page. So that should be up and running. Let's say a few weeks. Let's give me a few weeks. I got a vacation next week. So let's just say a few weeks. Um, And yeah, I guess that's it. We really appreciate appreciate y'all listening. And until next time, roll tide. Roll tide.
0: Rolling down a backwoods,
1: Tennessee byway One arm on the wheel Holding my lover with the other A sweet, soft, southern thrill Worked hard all week Got a little jingle On a Tennessee Saturday night couldn't feel better I'm together With my Dixie Land delight Spend my dollar Park in a holler Needs mount a mountain moonlight Hold her up tight Make a little of it, A little turn it up And on a Mason-Dixon
0: night It's my life Oh, so
1: right My Dixie land.